Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. My guest this week, Renee Paquette, has been on the show before and was doing a ton of things then. But you see, she's gotten way busier and added a ton more things to her life. So we're going to pick up today's episode where we left off, where we're going to ask her what she does now, how she did it, and what will she do next? I mean, she's with AEW. That's new. Uh, She has a brand new podcast for the Cincinnati Bengals called Renee All Day. How many number one podcasts does one person need? Well... She's probably going to have five by the time I talk to her next time. And uh, she's a mom, of course. She's got a best-selling cookbook. There's so much going on with her, so we're going to dive into all of it today. It's Renee Paquette. Do did Will. The Story of People podcast returns this week with an old friend who's back to update me on a whole bunch of things from the last show that I did where a whole bunch of things were going on. And now she's equally as busy if not busier than she was then uh renee Paquette, hi welcome back the story of people podcast now the story of people podcast before it was something else but it's this now how you this doing this is a really cool setup that you have this is really neat i dig the uh well i just like telling stories of people and uh keep yeah. it nice and simple and nice and tight me too uh, you're i love the, that you're, you're the uh how do I say you're the uh, the broadcast expert, so you understand the the plight of trying to do post work? Of course. I mean, let's just you know shoot it live, live to tape, right? Yeah. So save a little work. That's great. Try That's to awesome. Keep it, try to keep it a little, uh, run it a little lean. So yeah, I know. dig it. I dig it. Very cool. <laughs> Um, anyways, it's been a while since I was, since we've chatted, but, uh, you've had a lot going on, uh, man, the book and the baby and things and your shows and there's so much to do. So, uh, I want to kind of, we'll just go right to it because I, I, there's a few things to cover today. So Renee Paquette for the people watching and listening at home, what do you do? Well, things that I do. Um, I hope that you have a checklist in front of you because sometimes I forget things because I constantly am just adding things onto my plate. Uh, but current things that I'm doing, I am a broadcaster, television personality for All Elite Wrestling uh, on, on TBS, TNT. It's great. I've been with them almost coming up on a year i believe that it was october 17th of last year when i got to make my debut with aew we did a a huge show in toronto so of course it was really special for me to be able to debut in toronto uh, in front of my friends my family that hometown crowd so that was really cool um so i've been doing that the last year while also tacking on they just got their first w of the season but the cincinnati Bengals. i do um i do a podcast with them called renee all day who day um, so that's been really fun to be able to dive into their world. Um, you know, I've obviously have spent such a bulk of my career dabbling with wrestlers. So it's really cool to, to kind of be in there, hang with these dudes. My big takeaway is just how kind and sweet they all are, um, which I don't know if that's like a boring thing or not, but I feel like you think of this like very winning 
team and these like badass dudes and they're all just like such cool sweet guys so that has been a blast um i am a mother of a almost two and a half year old she's keeping me on my toes uh i've got my cookbook messy in the kitchen so i've been you know constantly trying to knock out more content um more cooking content i just uh i was trying to dabble in editing some of my own videos online which I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> uh, but yeah, just staying busy with uh, whatever else life kind of throws at me. I thought you'd have a team now for all that stuff, given well, how busy I you do, are. You know? I do. Um, but, you know, some things kind of fell between the cracks this past weekend. And I was like, you know what? Let me just have a crack at it myself. Because I feel like I should be able to edit more efficiently on Instagram or a cap cut or something like that. Um, so I was kind of messing around with it. I just That's why one one of my big regrets in my career is that I never learned how to edit. I never had to do that. When I started sure. in this business, it was a little less of the DIY. Do I mean, I started DIY, but not the way people are now on social media, being able to cut stuff together and put together stuff that looks really, really slick. Um, that was not what I came from. So that's one thing that I always kind of regret a little bit is that I wish that I knew how to do more of that stuff to be a little bit more self-sufficient. Because you they do make, need a team. Make, I'm a dumbass. They I'm make an it elder so easy millennial. Now. I know. They make it so <laughs> easy now. Well, I mean, if I can figure out minor bits of micro, anyone can. So sure. that's the that's the bit about, I think, the thing that takes the most about these things. I would imagine, so last time we, we chatted, you were just announcing that, that you had launched the sessions. Mm-hmm. Um, and... It was kind of funny because it was a, a new, not that you're not used to speaking to people or anything, but it was a new space like going into podcast space. And then it became yeah. this giant show, uh, which was amazing. But um, uh, my thought, my brain at that time was like, well, I hope she has a team because you're going to get I such great. I have a team for that. I yeah, have a team for that. <laughs> you're going to get yeah. such great content out of that. Yes. that I was like, oh, I, hope you, I hope you have a really good team that's going to yeah, put this stuff together. What? That yeah. was a big thing for me. I mean, when I first started doing the podcast, I started working with the volume. I mean, just a handful of episodes into me launching the podcast. So I started, I did have a team when I first started. I had, I brought on Emilio Sparks, um, who's great in the podcast space. He's especially great in like the wrestling podcast space. Yeah. Um, so I brought him on right from the jump. And then, um, and then we ended up moving over to the volume and then they set us up with an even bigger team. Um, so that, that made my life easier because the part that I like about all of this is the click red lights on let's hang and do the chat. I like doing that. It's all the other stuff that comes with it. That's a little bit like draining the posts, oh. the Instagram posts, putting it on Twitter, put it here, put it on YouTube, doing all those things. So yeah, being able to sort of delegate those duties around a little bit really helps me. Cause I guess, I mean, geez, honestly being on my phone, I hate being on my phone so mm. much and especially having a toddler. I hate if I feel like I'm like, I'm trying to put together a post. I'm trying to put together the caption that stuff started to drive me crazy. So yeah, I definitely started to delegate that stuff out. It's just, it's so it's crazy a because it's I, a I had a talk, I had a talk with a, a gentleman that's sort of like, I just learned this week that there's a podcast hall of fame, but regardless, oh, it, it's a, it's there. a whole thing where that genre has just exploded to, yeah. a, you know, and there's some groundbreaking people that, that were a part of that and they, and they really set the tone, but it's taken so many forms and so many life forms that, it, you know, it's funny. And I was talking about video content and micro content and all the rest of it. And he said, yeah, but you got to have the conversation first. 
Yes. So the core of it is the conversation. It doesn't matter how fancy everything looks. If people aren't interested in, in listening, then they're going to tune well, out. Especially when there's know? like, you know, ev- the joke is always, oh, blah, 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 as a podcast. And this person has a podcast. And now this person has a podcast. It's like it, be- it can become such white noise. And it's so funny because like I, I'm, I get think you and I are kind of cut from the same cloth and that I love podcasts that are just conversations either yeah. amongst friends or, you know, people that come from similar walks of life or whatever. Like I love listening to Dak Shepard's podcast and he's just shooting the shit with, with a guest. I mean, a celebrity, usually yeah. pretty notable celebrities. Um, but I, they, you know, I love when they kind of go off the beaten path and they, you know, they talk about different interests and things that aren't necessarily happening on set or in, in like their work lives. And that's so kind of whatever, but when you have the, the great chemistry amongst people mm-hmm. and somebody that can really kind of lead a show like that. I like, those are the most effective to me, even like, you know, David Letterman doing, please welcome my next guest or my, my next guest at this time that he's doing on Netflix. It's like, it is a bare bones show when he's on the stage two chairs set up. And he's just such a great, compelling interviewer that it makes that show so great. I mean, obviously the extra stuff of him, you know, walking through a CVS or something with Kim Kardashian's great. Um, but I, I love just sort of basic shows. I love that. I don't need the bells and the whistles and like a weird hook or now we're going to play this game or we're going to do whatever. Like those yeah. are fine, but I like to just have a good conversation with somebody. That Like I showed that picture, um, but of you just sitting – I mean, you prefer that setup. I mean, the sessions was even more, more from you from home. You built a yeah. studio and, and all. So do you prefer that long form? I do love the long form. I love doing that. Um, I mean, when you look at that setup with the bangles, I wish that I could have done something like that with the sessions all the time. Sure. We got to do a handful of interviews like that out of the Blue Wire Studios out in Las Vegas uh, when we were out there before. And just there's just something more tangible about being in person with somebody and you don't have a slight leg if your internet feeds, whatever, like you can just get on the same page and gel so much quicker with somebody. Um, this is great. You know, this is what kind of came from the COVID years of us all just trying to stay afloat and stay entertained and stay connected and, and all those great things. And I'm so happy that this is an option, but yeah, if I could just go do it in person with somebody, I would much prefer that. Oh, they just, uh, the content that comes out of those one-on-ones are, are amazing. You know, oh three God, camera, four great. camera shoot. They Everyone's so beautiful. relaxed. Yes. It's But really I travel nice. for work and you travel for work. It's impossible. Who has the time? So, who has the time? <laughs> I've got a little tiny studio I bring exactly. with me. And I, even, I even brought it with me this summer and I'm like, I, mm-hmm. I can't, I, I got to take the whole summer off. I can't do it. So, um, yeah, we're in, it the, we're, in, it's, we're in the do section. And uh, so, man, there's a few, like, there's lots of things that you're doing. Um, all right, I want to come back to the Bengals in a second, yeah. but let's go back to a year ago. You joined AEW. I'm going to keep the wrestling talk to a minimum because just because there's a whole bunch of people <laughs> that, uh, that uh, you know, will pick up on all, all sorts of things. It. But um, you go from the the biggest wrestling company in the world uh, you go to this new wrestling company in the world that I guess we can legitimately say is number two. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, uh, you kind you're familiar with the space. Obviously you, you're married to a wonderful man. That's, uh, leading the charge over there and on the ground floor of, of making it what it is. Yeah. And so there's been these, 
these hits. There's been, you know, the uh, all these great moments so far in the company's history that have happened. Um, the Grand Slam, the first Grand Slam, all these just tiny little things yeah. that where people are like, whoa. And yeah. And then you go from, you know, the you're used to the WrestleManias. You come in as used to WrestleMania, the the eighty thousand and the and the and the giant amount of uh, people that are attending those events, and then AEW goes and does this at Wembley. Yeah. Which I mean, with you coming in a year in uh, to the company, I mean, how does how do you feel about that about that about that moment for uh, you know the people that are there now, the people that helped built it? It must have been an overwhelming feeling. Oh my gosh, it really was, and like just to see all of the hard work that everybody's putting in, whether it's, you know, guys and girls having matches and getting their really extravagant, beautiful gear made to like entrances, like Soraya coming out to We Will Rock You and coming out with her whole family. Uh, but for me to be kind of perched up top is where our studio was set up to do the pre-show, um, to do uh, to do the, you know, kind of get everyone hyped for the show. We had the buy-in um, to be able to do that and have that whole view of the stadium as it's filling up. And like you said, yes, I have been familiar with moments like that. I've, I've been to, you know, many WrestleManias. I got to call WrestleMania. I've got to do, you know, kickoff shows for WrestleMania. But to be a part of something like this, it just had that, like, ground roots feel to be like, holy shit, like, look at what we did. It's just so impressive. And, um, you know, there's also just something so special about UK wrestling fans. They are just like rabid fans. They want to be at everything. They are loud. They're rowdy. They're so fun to perform for. Um, And for the people that had never been over the UK to wrestle like that before, it was just like such a fun experience. But it just felt so big. It felt like, you know, a flag being cemented into the top of a mountain. It just, it felt really important for the wrestling business, not just AEW. Uh, and I think, and I think wrestlers from all, from all organizations acknowledge that, totally. which I thought was wonderful, totally. which is the first time we, we've always had the, the breaking of the kayfabe. We've always had all these sort of moments of, of like crossover. I understand, but it's rare that, um, at least it's just awesome now to see everybody else acknowledging everybody else. Yeah. You know, there's, there really is just such like a camaraderie amongst all of the locker rooms and everyone puts in that certain amount of work of that, like blood, sweat, tears. If you're in the wrestling business, you're in it because you love it. So I think that we all very much so root for each other to succeed. And when one person succeeds, it's good for everybody. When all elite wrestling succeeds, it's great for everybody. If if an individual is succeeding, it's great for everybody. So, you know, it, it is really cool to be able to see that support on both sides of the fence. Uh, so then who's the bigger wrestling fan in the house? Oh, John, of course. <laughs> I mean, your, your, your show was so informative and I mean, and I, I, like, I mean, saying you as a wrestling fan, he's a wrestler, Yeah. but uh, I mean, but well, John's you, like, he's you know? like the ultimate like student though. He is always sure. learning. He is, he's a student and a teacher. Um, and that's really a cool thing for me to be married to a man that is, you know, really the backbone, I think of what professional wrestling is today. I mean, looking at, I always just look back at his body of work and, you know, currently is his body of work. And I'm just always so impressed with his way to, 
it's not even just like reinventing himself, but it's the way he can kind of like shift into different versions of himself and really just shine in those moments. But anyways, that aside, to be around him and watch the way that he enjoys wrestling and the way that he watches wrestling, that gives me a perspective that I might not know. I came up in the WWE world. I know WWE. I know it, especially from the time that I was there. But, you know, John is so... He, he knows everything, you know, especially like Japanese style from like the ECW days to WCW to like all the different, you know, promotions and all that. So it's, I'm very lucky that just like kind of through osmosis and spending time around him that I've been able to kind of absorb a little bit of the knowledge uh, that he has as I just kind of keep my ears open and hear the things that he talks about and the things that make him passionate. It's, it's cool to be able to hear that. I think that's great with every, uh, and you've had the benefit of like some in, some super information on both sides because uh, you know we, I know your dad really well, and obviously we've talked concerts before, mm-hmm. and sort of that history of of coming through the music industry and stuff too that you got. So you've you've had a you've had a good run of like solid information. Yeah, yeah. I've been pretty lucky to be like in you know I kind of plop into certain environments and I just get to be a sponge. Yeah. And learn. And that's really the best way to do it. It's, you know, honest. And I, of course, I'm lucky and fortunate to be in those situations, especially with my dad. That was very much so being plopped into something or being brought up in something uh, in the pro wrestling world. That wasn't something that I necessarily saw coming on like my own little personal roadmap, but then to end up being able to do all the things that I have been able to do in my career in the pro wrestling space, especially. um, Yeah, I've just been able to like learn and adapt and kind of figure things out on the fly, which is great. And yeah, what I was going to say though, is when every time people ask me for like advice on how to like get into it, I'm like, it's just like being in it and learning it. And it's not something you're going to learn really from going to school i don't think sorry broadcasting school <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not alone on that one unfortunately so, sorry. You know, the uh okay so i want to stick on do for a couple more minutes here because um you made a tweet and obviously you've got a brand new show yeah uh, so you're doing this as well mm-hmm. um renee all day coming soon and you talked about how you weren't sure you know you got into the wrestling world and you didn't see that coming did you see yourself hosting a show for the Cincinnati Bengals and and no. fo- now you're in football Renee now so I'm let's let's go that know. way you know did you see that happening I didn't and you know it's funny because I guess sort of in like that same breath um you know I became an American citizen two years ago I think two years ago two three years oh maybe three years ago coming up on three years ago um so it's been a little minute but with that I feel like there's like that big thread of Americana that if I do think pro wrestling is very Americana, but NFL is especially Americana. Sure. Um, so that was, you know, for me, I've always been like, I don't have my football team. Who's my football team? I got to like sink my teeth into something. And when we lived in Las Vegas, the Raiders were coming in. I'm like, am I going to be a Raiders fan? <laughs> and then we moved to Cincinnati and lo and behold, they just go and have these like stellar back-to-back seasons um, and are just building this like dynasty team it's it's so cool to watch they're they're amazing so yeah I, I would not have seen that coming but moving to Cincinnati and kind of jumping on that bandwagon I was like oh my god we got here and the team is winning and you know they're you know champions and moving on to the Super Bowl like all of these amazing things that they were able to do um, so it made it very easy for me to kind of get on that bandwagon and like 
be like very loudly rooting for them on like my social media and kind of making the connection that way. Um, so yeah, when the opportunity came through that they wanted to expand what some of their content was, it just made perfect sense for me to jump in there and, and go and hang with some of the players and get a little behind the curtain peek at who these guys are, who they are under the helmet behind the Jersey. Um, so yeah, it's, it's just been really fun. This is not an X and X's and O's kind of show where I think all of a sudden I know everything about football. It's certainly not the case, but I know people and I know personalities and I love yeah. being able to pull that out of those guys. Very random again. Yeah. I mean, you know, the way it goes, you know, I feel like, random. I just feel like my career has been kind of random in a way like that, that I kind of go, where I, I don't know it's like I just kind of get led in these certain directions mm -hmm. and I just go for it and it's fun well talent wins I'm always a fan of that uh, it rises Me you know too. they say talent rises to the top but I think that anyone that's consistently persistent in what they're trying to achieve or they're going after yeah certain things or they stay in that it's zone. a combination of both yeah. of those things yeah it's uh what do they say uh that um uh is it preparation and time me or something like that some kind of saying of that we'll find it i'll i'll find it on look it up google I'll it. find it on a thing uh moving on <laughs> we're going to move on to the did section so uh basically we know about your history before uh getting into say wwe but just through all the journey that you had because you were on the show before and people are gonna have to listen to that episode to find Go out back. about that journey mm -hmm. i encourage you it's a wonderful episode but now we're in a new space um how did you do it how did the all elite come together how did the Bengals thing come together are you know like and how did you uh how have you moved on since the release of the cookbook there's just a, a few things that have all kind of happened including the launch of your podcast since we've chatted last so, yeah it's been a lot um yeah, yeah so uh, i guess how did i do it um you know, I guess I'll start with AEW first. I mean, that's the bulk of the main thing that I'm doing right now. Um, but you know, I, so when I left WWE in 2020, 2020, is that when I left? Sounds about you, right. 2019? Maybe it was 2019. Sure. You'd know. So do I, <laughs> I don't know anything. Like honestly, I feel like everyone the last couple of years have been such a blur. Beginning of COVID yeah. is really when I left um, WWE knew that the ride was slowing down. It was time for me to jump off. I had done everything there. I had had such a great career. Um, you know, just, I was very lucky, I guess, um, to, to be able to do all the things that I was able to do there, but I did it all. And I really wasn't sure what my next move was, but it felt like it was time for me to part ways and go figure out what that was. Um, and then in that time I got pregnant, I had a baby, I released a cookbook, um, and the whole world was shut down. So that just kind of, it pushed things forward, but also kind of kept things at a little, like no one really knew what was going on. So, um, yeah, I, that's when I launched, um, my podcast, the sessions, uh, cause I just figured that was the right thing to kind of get into doing. I could do it from home. I could kind of hang out. I have my daughter. I was trying to figure out how to stay creative while figuring out motherhood, figuring out this new version of who I am. Um, so I did that for a while and it was great. I loved being able to do that, but it wasn't like fully scratching the itch. I'm a TV person. I love doing TV. Um, and I was not ready to be away from doing that or to, I'm not hanging it up. You know, I, I had a baby, sure. I can come back, you know, <laughs> so I was trying to like find that footing again. But anyway, some more John and I kind of kept talking about it. 
it just made the most sense for me to come join AEW. Um, you know, some of the stuff that we had rattled off, it's like they're such a young company, but they're growing exponentially. Uh, new shows being added, new content being done. Uh, it, there's just so many different things. Now we're doing like monthly pay-per-views. There's just so much stuff to be doing. And I felt like it was a great spot for me to be able to jump in there as a broadcaster and kind of lend my expertise that I've been able to gain over the last decade and now be able to apply it here. So that all kind of, it came together really quick of uh, sort of like the light bulb going off. And Nora was a uh, just a, a year and a couple months she was yeah she was just over a year old when I decided to to kind of go back I was like okay she's I, we made it to the year mark now yeah. what now how do we where am I gonna go what am I gonna do um so yeah I, once we had that conversation and talked to Tony and I mean the contract came through really quickly and it was yeah it was literally about this time last year that it all happened and then we just were waiting until that Toronto show for me to be able to make my debut with them it was cool and have a really great uh, <laughs> promo with Christian. I just, it just, oh, yeah. just cracked, <laughs> yeah. it just cracked me up. It was just like, it was you know, cool that I got to do it with him. It just yeah, it was up. really special that it I, I got to have up. that first moment with him. Uh, but yeah, so that's, that's really how that all kind of came together with AEW and then just kind of forging on, sort of figuring out more of like, what am I going to do there? What other shows can we help doing? Is there some mm -hmm. shoulder programming maybe that we could do for AEW? Is there other kind of interview style shows I can do there? There's, you know, it's the whole thing's kind of busted wide open. There's so many sure. different options of things that I could do there. So that's been really fun to, to navigate all of that in the last almost year. Um, and then with the Bengals, um, again, kind of sitting at home and, I was, you know, I, I, when I first started doing Renee all day, I was still doing the sessions. So I was a bit of a lunatic to go, let's add another show onto my plate. Um, but, you know, popping down there in the stadiums, you know, around the corner from my house, yeah. it was easy to be able to go down there and hang with these guys and kind of do some content with them. And then this season, uh, we, we knocked out a few more in a bulk shoot. We're going to do uh, some more again, I guess, around the halfway part of the season. Um but yeah, it's just been cool. It's, it's, you know, it's really just making those connections and landing back in it, you know, being in a new city. I'm, I'm not familiar with Cincinnati when we first moved here. So I was trying to figure out what can I do that's around here, what's available. Um, and obviously having Cincinnati Bengals be here and being able to do something with them. It's just been a really, really cool cool moment. I can relate. I'm, when I moved into Vancouver, I was a Leaf fan. And it's like, well, what am I going to do? Not watch hockey? I know. Right? Yeah. So you got to, you got to do what you have to do and, and i was so, like that you know. in las vegas too it's like i moved down there and be like yours you i can't let you jump ship from from the maple leafs and i was like listen man i was living in las vegas and i needed a little bit of canada we got a hockey team and like a good hockey team so right. it was uh <laughs> it was a pretty easy decision actually <laughs> see it now renee yes. the clip from this is renee hates you know all these hockey yeah. teams, but yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> it's uh, it's interesting because like your plate uh, to me it always seems relatively full. Obviously, you can manage what you can manage, and and being a mommy comes first, and yeah, and all all the rest that goes with that. But you, uh, do you are you is your plate full? Is there always yeah. room for, is there always room for more in your case? Because, you know, I'm sure your hamster's running all the time. So you're probably looking for new ideas and new things all the time. Yeah. I will always make 
space on my plate if the project is right. And I think that's really where I'm at right now. You know, I feel like I've been busy, busy, busy. Um, you know, my time in WWE kept me very busy just because that schedule is very busy. And, you know, they had me hosting a million different things from network shows to even like, you know, certain like live event things. Um, to all of the different events that WWE puts on. So that just kept me busy as it was. And then trying to figure out like staying busy and staying in that rhythm was just kind of like adding more things onto my plate. Um, and then I kind of hit the point that I was like, okay, I need to actually clear something off my plate right now, which is what essentially happened with the sessions. I love doing that show, but it was just, it was really, really time consuming. Um, and having a young daughter at home, I just felt like I was like, I'm working too hard and I, I just want to be able to enjoy this time because I mean, any parent knows this time goes by so, so fast and I'm lucky enough that I can just kind of like slow down. I say slow down, but I'm still mm -hmm. on the road traveling with a wrestling sure. company and doing these other shows. So it's not really slowing down, but it's picking and choosing what things get my attention right now. Um, so yes, if, if the right thing came along, if, you know, say good morning America called or Kelly Ripa needed me to fill in. Of course, that's something that I'd be like, okay, how do we make this work? Sure. Um, but in terms of like being at a point of wanting to like throw stuff against the wall and try to like just create something right now, I, I don't have the mental capacity for that right now. I think I'm a little spent. I feel like my bandwidth has been kind of utilized. I need to take a little breather. I, sure. I, it's funny. I keep kind of coming across the same sort of meme thing on Instagram saying like sometimes creatives just need to have time to sit around to do nothing. I'm at that point right now. I think I need to have a second to just figure out and let me do nothing for a minute or, you know, I'm not doing yeah. nothing, but like take a second. I don't need to add on a bunch more mm. things to just be doing busy work. I'd rather sit back and like have a moment to be creative. I feel like I've been a little bit creatively tapped in the last little while of doing so many different things. I, I, it's nice to just sort of go, okay, how can I just like take a beat, but also just be present when I'm with my daughter. I don't want to be thinking about doing a million different things and like trying to prep for an interview while I'm also cooking dinner and trying to get her into bed. It's like, mm -hmm. it's just too much happening right now. I just want to like press pause hang with her and when the right thing comes up and I feel like I've kind of been able to uh, cleanse my palate a little bit, I will go do that other thing. Well, and uh, we all need it. Like just yeah. in life, just in totally. life, I, I was totally. like not feeling creative whatsoever. And I was like, I just got to take the summer off. Yeah. And you get the rule, like when you have a show like this, an indie show like this, when it's just me and I got to fight for listens, Yeah, you know, you don't want to take a lot of work. any time off because you're like, well, we were on a momentum and now you're, you know, I'm sure even when you're building the sessions, at yeah. least you, you would have came out with your name and all these amazing sure. interviews that you had, which, which, um, would put you into a space, but then people would expect you on Mondays or they expect you on Thursdays of or wherever course. it's going to be. Yeah. So you have to take that time for yourself and for your family and, and, yeah. and all. what prepped you, um, uh, then we'll, we'll get on to the will, but what prepped you to manage all of this? And did you find, are you find you're more organized after becoming a mom no, or, le God, or less no. organized? Like sort of what, <laughs> what prepped you, what prepped you to, to be able to balance all of this stuff? Um, I think 
both of my parents, I mean, you know, my, my dad's very organized. Yeah. He, my dad's very organized. He's got really great work ethic. He is constantly going in that space, but my mom as well is like, my mom is a busy woman. She is always just funny. She'll come to visit. And it's like, she burns me out sometimes. She's like, well, I'm going <laughs> to clean the floors and let's go do this. Let me clean out your fridge. Let me do all your laundry. Should I change all your bed sheets? I'm like, oh my gosh, mom. She just has that like busy body uh, mentality. And I've sure. certainly inherited that. Um, so I think that's what kind of keeps me going, which is great. I'm so happy that I inherited that. Um, but sometimes it's nice to just go, can we just relax for a minute? Um, but yeah, I, I think both of my parents very much. So they, they kind of prep me for that, but I also just have, I think this big push to be successful. And I don't really know exactly what that means or what, uh, I need to achieve to feel that way. But it's for me, it's just like that, that kind of push to, to keep wanting to achieve different things. And I love what I get to do for a living. So I also just don't take that for granted that like, I'm so lucky that I get to do what I do. And that I'm really yeah. lucky that I can be in a position that I go, I'm going to take a minute to go figure out the creative stuff again, a little bit like that's, I, I understand how fortunate I am to be able to do that. That's uh, it's it's a good balance once you figure it out. I mean, once you're like, this works for me, this doesn't yeah. work, and then yeah. uh, it, you know the, the being able to recharge makes you more creative. As yes, as people the understand. recharge is crucial, and it's yeah. it's really hard when you're kind of burning the candle at both ends. And let me tell you that I, I I'm saying these things, but it's not easy for me to do that. Mm. Um, I think I I think actually me saying it out loud is like a reminder to myself again of like, can we? just yes do the relaxed thing because i'll do it for like a day or two or two over the weekend i'm like okay what are we doing who do i need I'm to call say, what meeting do we need to have and it's like just chill out for a minute i'm the same i'll come off the road and i'm like i need i just need yeah i need some time and then it's like all right time to yeah. uh do more I things I know. let's add let's add a ton of stuff uh, are you getting to concerts are you getting are you getting a chance to get out and see some music no. or, or unwinding in that regard no. at all or no i have not i have not but here's the thing i'm always looking because you know i always obviously you know when so and so is on tour blah 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 is happening i'm always looking yeah you don't get a ton of it here in cincinnati it all goes to columbus or cleveland yeah. and obviously nashville um so that's a little bit rough in terms of like, if, if they were here, I'd be far more inclined to pop out to I will say, I'm pissed I missed this. I thought that I put it in my phone in the notification, but the National, who I didn't um, even know was from Cincinnati. How about that? They came here, but Patti Smith was opening for them. So I was like, <laughs> I was a little pissed that I missed being able to see Patti Smith in the flesh. That would have been really iconic. You're not on the on the list for what's going on in town? No, I'm just never home. Yeah. It's not it. that I'm never home. It's just like, honestly, when we're home, by the time Nora goes to bed and like yeah. I've made dinner, I've done all these things, I'm like, I, yeah, I kind of do just, I've also been able to do that so much in my life. I've gone to so many shows. I've been to so many concerts and I love that. And like, there's nothing like that live music experience. And that is a great way to sort of recharge creatively. Mm -hmm. It really gets me buzzing again, but I've, I've not been able to do that in a while. But yeah, now it's like, God, by the end of the day, it's like, can we just find a new show to watch? And let's like binge something and just like hang out on the couch. Like I, I love doing that too. 
oh, it's the best. But it then we go, the oh, but there's, yeah. I mean, I'm, I know. I'm on the Vancouver side, so I got mountains and ocean. Oh, you've, so I'm, I, I'm you've got there. everything. I have the ability there. to get out and do some paddle boarding and hanging yeah, out. Yeah, Vancouver really is heaven on earth. Don't tell uh, me I'm from Toronto. I just said that, but it's true. Well, hey, listen, I'm from Toronto too, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm even done with that, going to Oshawa, Port Perry. Mm-hmm. Let's just even go go to there. Yeah. But oh, but yeah. it's like, you know, there's a mountain and an ocean. I'm, it's, it I speaks to me. I so. remember it the first time I got off a plane in Vancouver and I was like, wait, this has been <laughs> here my whole life. And like, <laughs> I could have been out here. It's beautiful. Vancouver really is such a special expensive place. Expensive as hell. But it's oh beautiful. my God. All of Canada is expensive as hell. My mom told me yesterday, I was on the phone with her. She had just moved out to Nova Scotia. She Ooh. went to go grocery shopping. A bottle of HP sauce was $9. What are we doing? What's happening? That's a whole thing. Uh, that's a whole other podcast. Oh my, it's a whole other podcast. I don't mean to steer. Do you have an over under on? But it's crazy. Do you have an over under when she's going to pick up the maritime? Oh, it won't take her long. My grandparents are from there. She'll be in yeah, there in a second. Yeah, no problem. We're down there. At the, she'll be in, she'll be in there in no time. Down the, going to the, <laughs> she'd roll in pretty quick, I would say. Uh, Renee, okay, lots going on. You put the book out. Uh, Still doing stuff with AEW. Jeez, you got the new Bengals podcast, and the session's still kind of over here. Maybe we'll see yes, what's going on it, it, with that. Yeah. Who knows? The fire's still being stoked a little. But what will you do next? What's the plan here? I don't know. And that's sort of the nice thing that kind of comes back to what we were just saying is sort of taking that moment to just kind of chill out for a minute. So I don't know what's next. And I'm sort of enjoying just living in that moment and not having that be a thing that freaks me out. I think sometimes not knowing what that next thing is can make us all get a little squirrely. Um, So, and you know, I have a job, I've got several jobs, so I'm, I'm good on that front. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's next. I mean, the thing that I always come back to that like I would love to do is I would love to do like a morning show or like a good morning America, the Kelly Ripa gig. I mean, things that I kind of referenced earlier, like shows like that really speak to me. Um, that's, that's something that I would love to kind of keep pushing in, in a direction like that. Or we mentioned the Letterman thing too. Like I really do love those interview style shows. Can I do like the Willie Geist situation? Can I just interview people and go hang out with Ina Gartner in her yard and like help pick fresh herbs as she tells me about her like life story. I would love to do that. That would be great. Well, I think you could, would absolutely rock that be just be given the, the organicness of all the things that you've, you've kind of done this all your own way, the whole way, like everything that you've touched or done has had a Renee spin to it, which I think is great. There's just a nice flow. Thank you. Um, You did the the cookbook, which even just had that uniqueness, uh, the way that was laid out is wonderful. I mean, are you still, do you have another batch of recipes kicking around? You're going to do a second (laughs) one. You know what? I actually was like, I put out the book and then I had my daughter, but a month after the book came out. So that meant that I wasn't really cooking. I wasn't just like being in the kitchen to me is also that creative juices flowing. You kind of put on a record, you have a glass of wine, you're in there cooking, you kind of take your time. My life doesn't really work like that anymore now. It's like dinner's got to get made. We're having this, put it on the table, get the kid fed, get her up into a bath, get her into bed. So being able to just like kind of like 
F off in the kitchen for a bit is not really on the schedule, but I've been like kind of getting back into it now. I mean, she's older now, so it, I do have a little bit more time to do that. But I, there was a little bit of a moment of like, oh, I just put out a cookbook and God, I think I'm not cooking at all right now. So now I've been like kind of dabbling back into some of those older recipes while also I just picked up um, Molly Baz's cookbook. I picked up two of hers. She's great. She's so great. Um, so I've been kind of going through some of her recipes um, cause that's what really got me into wanting to do my own cookbook anyways. Like I love cookbooks. So spending a little bit more time kind of messing around with other people's recipes. Um, that, that makes me very, very happy. I just, I was going to do a steak poivre the other night. Um, but I, I just cooked the steak in anyways. Your, your mom like, why didn't you put any of mine in there? <laughs> Actually, I did put in some of my nanny's recipes. <laughs> Who's from Nova Scotia. Yeah, there's like a, a scotch egg in there. There was um, a Hawaiian fried rice with like, I, I don't know if my nanny did it with Spam or she just did it with ham. Uh, but I have a whole recipe card of my grandmother's uh, that I, I did kind of use for a little bit of inspiration for my book. But no, no like true Maritimer foods. Well, you're you were the busiest person in the world last time I spoke to you, and uh, and you've uh, you've added more things. I mean, I'm looking at my board. There's three things going on. It's just crazy. Uh, good for you though. I think it's Thanks. it's amazing to be uh, in and doing things that you love to do, and and yeah, it just makes it's, it, it's not work at that point, right? It's just it's a, just another another day. Uh, and given the, how busy you've been and how crazy it's been, and that you do need the break, I do appreciate you coming on this show today. Uh, to talk a little bit about your world now and what's been going on since the last yeah. time we chatted. Um, and it, it really means a lot. So I thank you for that. Of course. So. Thanks for having me on. Always good to see you. Always a good conversation. And this setup really is pretty kick-ass. So it's a lot of fun. Off. I it's dig cool. it. You know, it's yeah. nice and, you know, it's it's tight. Yeah, uh, it's where good. can people, do you want to direct people to all the things and where they can find you? Because uh, yeah. you're, you're, you're a good follow. Yeah, um, my Instagram and Twitter are both at Renee Paquette. I started a TikTok, but I don't even know what my handle is on there. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. Um, I've got my YouTube page. It has some stuff up there. Yeah. Um, and uh, what else? What other things do I have going on or other things to check out? Um, oh, I mean, obviously, if you want to watch Dynamite and Rampage, we've got Collision. Those are all on TNT, TBS. Check all that stuff out. Uh, my Bengals podcast, you can get that anywhere that you listen to podcasts. All the links and stuff are all uh, in my uh, social media, though. So get there, enjoy it, soak it all up, all that good stuff. Thanks, friend. That's a wonderful conversation. And I'm sure the next time uh, we uh, catch up, it will be uh, – there's just going to be like seven more panels of things. <laughs> Uh, here, we'll but that'll be is. done your way uh, with your time frame and uh, and with your little twist of Renee in there, which is uh, authentic and great. So thank you very thank much you. for being on Do Did Will, the Story of People podcast this week. Hope you guys learned something. Please follow Renee on everything. Uh, thanks to my friends over at Cryer Media for having this little show on that big old network. And uh, Renee, thank you for helping me on this show to yeah. maybe be, have it become a bigger show. So my guy. All right. That's Do Did Build, a Story People podcast for another week. Thanks, friends. See you next week. Come on a journey like no other. 
where you will discover many roads that will lead you to a happier, healthier, and more stress-free life. And the beauty is, you don't need any vacation time for this adventure. The journey will come to you. Join Avery Rich on your very own journey into yoga. Along the way, she will demystify yoga poses and guide you into a yoga posture or short sequence, all in less than 15 minutes. You have nothing to lose but stress. The Journey Into Yoga podcast. It's not for people who like yoga. It's for people who don't like yoga. Follow or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at AveryRich.com. I'm Matt Kundle, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent, almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com.